Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Israel News Talk Radio. Straight Talk from Israel. Well, we are live right now between 4 to 5 p.m. holy time right here in the land of Israel. Or if it's between 9 to 10 a.m. U.S. Eastern time, that means that we are live and you can call into the show and join us on the air with any comments or questions that you have for our guest or on the topic that we're talking about. Today, we're going to be talking about this. Everyone needs to understand that inflation is just getting started. What does that mean? Does it mean I should go out and buy as much as I can right now before the prices go up? I'm going to ask our guests that. Also, Starbucks as U.S. cultural icon, Russia's current account soars, and societal hatred of its own. We see that going on in several Western countries. I want to say hi to everybody who's listening in from all over the world. We have listeners from all over the United States and Israel, the United Kingdom, Hungary. Nice to see you. Australia, other places as well. Let me introduce our guest. We have joining us, Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. He is a researcher, former lecturer at Ben-Gurion University of the Negev, and has authored over 80 books and 400 research papers on science, history, and more. He commentates on Mideastern world issues. Welcome to the show, Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. Thank you. And since today is this, uh, the fast of the 17th of Tammuz, it's, this is the day in the Jewish history where the walls of Jerusalem were breached by the Romans and they slaughtered everybody. It was a terrible, terrible Holocaust, basically, that happened afterwards. Uh, we are fasting today. And since you told me today before the show that you fast better than I do, I'm going to let you speak most of the time because it's hard for me to talk. So go ahead. Fine. Just, just to put that into into a framework that people can understand, everybody's familiar with the uh, uh, the number of six million from the German Holocaust. Uh, the Roman Holocaust was some of the order of four to four and a half million. So it's 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 not exactly a misplaced word that you use there, right? And if you read Lamentations, you read about how the people were starving to death and women, some women ate their babies. It was a terrible, terrible time, and uh, blood blood turning the streets red. Go ahead. I'm in the middle of writing a commentary on that book, by the way, and uh, that is a singularly inappropriate name for it, but that's the way the um, the uh, uh, Catholic Church of Lamentations. translated the name. They, they didn't actually translate it, so there's no relationship between that word and the original name in Hebrew. No relation to whatever. Um, the, the name of the book in Hebrew is actually just the question mark how, which is interesting, more much more um, uh, cogent than the word lamentations. But okay, let's get on to other things. What's happening in the world now, and not not let's not look back two thousand years for the moment. Um, so we were talking about inflation, and um, uh, people need to be aware of what's going on. The, most people have probably heard 9.1% for the last 
for the past month, and the White House is trying to spin that with the uh, uh, statement that um, uh, um, petrol prices are going down for the last couple of weeks, and that is a correct fact. Petrol prices have 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 been uh, trending downward now for a, for a, for a few days, or perhaps as much as two weeks. Um, but we need to know what's going on here. We're eating now food that was grown and produced basically almost a year ago. So food that's growing now and will be harvested in the coming months, um, no one really knows what's that, what that is going to cost. But we do know that um, uh, uh, petrol prices are up by well over 100% and uh, 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 mostly diesel, um, uh, of course, for tractors. And um, fertilizer prices are up uh, in most places as much as 300%. And that's about 50% of the costs that go into to what farmers grow. Okay, so, um, Mordecai, if you don't mind, because this is a live show and it's so fluid, we have a listener that called in that wants to weigh in on the use of the word uh, describing the uh, uh, what happened 2,000 years ago with the Romans coming in, breaching the walls of Jerusalem in the 17th Tammuz and slaughtering the Jews, taking us out into exile for 2,000 years. Uh, they want to weigh in. They, they take umbrage to the use of the word Holocaust. So let's say hello to Aleska. Is she talking to you? I'm talking to you right now. You're on the air. Oh, you're on the air. You said that you didn't like the fact that the, that the world... You have to explain who you are, that you're a Holocaust survivor. There was only one Holocaust, and that's the Roman Holocaust. Explain what you want to say. Yes. Okay, Alaska, are you with us? This wasn't a Holocaust. Tell her. Hello? Hi, Alaska. Yes, this is Aliska. And I'm a Holocaust survivor. Yes. So, so you patients shouldn't use Holocaust for the sake of when they want to express themselves. Only has one Holocaust, unfortunately. What? Is there anything else that you'd like to add? I don't hear you. Can you please? Talk to know if there's anything else you want to add. Yes. I want to add that they should not mess around with the name of the Holocaust. There was only one Holocaust, unfortunately. Let it kill Jews. Well, I thank you, Aleska. Uh, Aleska, I hope I pronounced your name correctly. I don't want to hear you. Okay, so... I'll listen and I'll translate. Go okay, ahead, thank you very much. Very well. Go ahead. Okay, thank you so much for your call. I appreciate it. So we had here, we had somebody who is a Holocaust survivor. She called in. She takes umbrage to uh, to that use of the word, and everyone is in, entitled to their own opinion. She can have that opinion, and that's fine. And uh, it has a lot of weight to it because she is a survivor of the Holocaust. Do you want to say one thing, uh, Mordecai, before we uh, go, go back to our topic? Um, I, I, I'm, I'm afraid that it would be it would be very convenient and very pleasant if we could g- agree with her. But I'm I'm afraid that when you're talking about millions of people being deliberately killed, the word Holocaust, in my opinion, ha- is an appropriate word to use. And uh, uh, um, unfortunately, it has happened to us more than once. Okay, well, I want to thank you for your call, both Aliska and Sipora. She's thanking you for your call. 
Thank you. Okay, thank okay, you as well. Okay, thank you, and I hope she understands that everybody on your station should remember that. Unfortunately, unfortunately, there was one Holocaust, and don't use that name for it to They have grandsons of survivors who think they know. You're talking to a Holocaust survivor. Right, and, and my <laughs> father, father died in my I, I understand. You be careful. Yes. Don't I, ever I, use it. Contact Jewish agencies and find out it's a sin, and it stops here. Okay, I understand, thank and thank you. And I just want to say, just for the record, that I am also the daughter of a Holocaust survivor. My father is still alive. He's a Holocaust survivor as well, and I think that he would use the same word. But again, everyone is entitled to their own opinion, and we respect that, and it carries a lot of weight, what Aleska has to say, and uh, we thank her. We thank her for your call. Okay, so Mordechai, let's get back to something that, uh, again, is happening currently, and that is, again, the inflation and what's going on. I wanted to ask you my question, and that is, is that, is it wise if people have the ability or for whatever ability they do have to go out and purchase as much long lasting shelf life products that we know at our basics that we're going to need that, you know, are probably only going to go up in price while our salaries don't here in Israel. I just want to let our listeners know. I think that uh, electricity went up like, what is it? 20% Mordecai and, uh, uh, and gasoline also, and yet our salaries didn't go up. So we're going to see now with, you know, the basics and food and, and energy that a lot of people, and, and rents as well, a, uh, a lot of people, sadly, and I hope it's not true, but it looks like a lot of people are going to go into poverty soon around the world. What do you have to say? Well, tens of millions of people have already gone into poverty that were not in, in it before. So you're absolutely correct in that sense. Um, should people go out and, and, and stock up on things? That's a very hard question to answer because you, one doesn't really know what is going to rise or how much. So how do you decide which things to stock up on or, or what? Um, I heard one very smart man to say that he was stocking up on tins of tuna fish. I, I, I don't know. Maybe that's a good idea. I, I, first of all, most people do have limitations to the storage space that they have. So you need to, if you are stocking up, you need to do it carefully and wisely and not just serendipitously. It's not just something that you just do. Right. Um, I'm not certain how much of value that has. For most staple items, I tend to buy in any case in advance and uh, live off stocks and then replenish them. But that's just my own personal habits. Especially if something's on sale. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I, I can answer more easily in terms of, you know, how do you manage your money or how do you manage your, 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 your thinking in terms of investments and things like that. That makes more sense. But on, on, a, on a household basis, what to stock off on, I have no idea. Okay. All right. So go ahead then. We have, you know what? Okay. Actually, we have the, only like... So the th- consumer price index is up 9.1% in the United States for the past month. The wholesale price index was up 11.3%. And of course, wholesale uh, uh, precedes the consumer thing. So wholesale is an indicator. It's not necessarily uh, 100% correct. Uh, uh, Wholesale index indicates that the, uh, 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 the consumer price will go up next month as well. Okay, hold it right there, Mordecai. We have to go to a break. We're going to be right back. 
Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Did you know this psalm and many others were composed by a Jewish shepherd and musician who later became a king? Would you like to know some of the inner meanings of psalms to help you connect with God and strengthen your soul? An exciting and easy-to-read book is now available, which will help you do just that. Software for the Soul, Psalms for Everyone, available on Kindle, Audible, and Amazon.com. Software for the Soul. Modesty at the beach? It isn't just about body image. It's about feeling good. Modest swimsuits so we don't get burned by the sun. So we won't get ogled by strangers. So we'll feel free to express ourselves without the need to expose ourselves. Let Marcy Modest help you to cover up what you want, how you want. Made in Israel. Visit MarcyModest.com. That's M-A-R-S-E-A Modest.com. And get a 10% discount on your first purchase. We are back here at the Tamar Yona Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. And we are speaking with Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem, who commentates on Mideastern world issues. And we're talking about inflation. It's just getting started. Next topic also, uh, and feel free to weigh in, Starbucks as U.S. cultural icon. I thought it was more McDonald's, but you're telling me Starbucks. Go ahead. Well, I think the United States is big enough to have several, not, not just uh, not just one, but uh, Starbucks is pretty uh, uh, ubiquitous around the United States, as I understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did try to open up at one time in, in, in Israel, but we have real coffee, so we don't really need them. And they were sort of <laughs> we have very good coffee really here in quickly. Israel for some reason, yeah. But, and I heard that the Starbucks now closed down their branches in Russia out of virtual signaling. Oh, isn't that marvelous? I'm certain that the Russians are just devastated by that as their economy booms while the United States crashes, but that's okay. Starbucks has just announced that they're closing 16 stores, including some of those stores in Washington, D.C., because the uh, the uh, societal violence doesn't allow them to maintain their stores in situ. They also announced uh, a, a year ago in, in, in the, um, uh, um, uh, as, as one of the results of the uh, George Floyd fiasco, that they were opening up their bathrooms, uh, uh, restrooms, to anyone who wanted to use them, and they've just announced this past week that they're rescinding that uh, uh, virtual signaling because the numbers of of needles that they've been that they've been finding in the in the restrooms aye. were too large for them to handle. Aye, aye, aye. And they also announced this past week that they're now starting weapons training to their employees so they can protect themselves. Seriously, this is an American icon. I can't imagine anyone who works at Starbucks holding a weapon. Well, um, you might be right, but that's what's going on. Starbucks is now in a position where um, um, they don't know how to proceed. The lawlessness in the United States, the violence, societal violence, has reached a state where they're simply basic. Even I would call Starbucks a junk company, a company that doesn't really make anything, doesn't really provide a, a, any, any benefit to society. I mean, uh, 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 inventing uh, new ways of, of, of putting foam on top of a coffee cup is not exactly uh, um, uh, the, 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 the... Okay, but you know what? Their, their customers would, would differ with you. 
Well, then you know they can they can I'm fine with that. I don't have a problem. I I drink real coffee. We you know in in this country we actually make coffee that smells like coffee and tastes like coffee, and we don't need all sorts of funny things like I don't know what la, 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 latte and mocha and all these other whatever they do with them, hundred different kinds of nonsense that they put in the coffee to make it more palatable to their to their delicacies. Um, but okay, fine. But Starbucks is uh, basically um, it, it's telling society that where society stands, and I, I think that I sort of, you know, um, um, I, I listened to Maxine Waters, who happens to be um, one of my favorite Congresswomen uh, today. She she probably has the, the uh, a record for the, the the lowest IQ and the worst English that I've ever heard. Um, and, and just to quote her, see this turnout here. You ain't seen nothing yet. Her English, of course, is at the level of, of, of the gutter. Uh, the hell with the Supreme Court. We will defy them. We will be out by the thousands. We will be out by the millions. We going to make, we, we going, uh, we going to make sure we fight for the right to control our bodies. This is a moron that runs the... the Except when it comes to forced vaccinations. Go ahead. No, she's talking about the... the I know the, what she's the, talking the, about. That's why I said except when it comes to that. Go ahead. Yeah, right. Oh, you said that we're talking about except for right. Yeah, right. you're absolutely correct. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't catch on to it. Um, but it's okay. I mean, she's so stupid that... She, I mean, she can't even speak her own language, much less control her own, her own mouth. Um, but, you know, but this is Starbucks. This is, the, you know, this is a culture that America is promoting to the world. Um, uh, I don't even want to start right now on what Biden just did in 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 the Middle East because I'm nauseated by it. But okay, I mean that you know that's where it's, that's where the American culture is right now. Uh, Biden goes to the Middle East and he tells the Saudis that he's very upset about the murder of their their journalist or whatever, which hasn't been proven at all. Um, while in the last six months. 22,000 people have been murdered across the United States. So before they start uh, educating the world about their, how much they care about human rights, they might like to look at home and figure that the most basic human right is the right to be alive. And that's not going so well in the United States right now. Um, uh, uh, the city of New Orleans, which is not a large city, um, uh, 380,000 people according to Google, um, lost 150 people to murders in the last six months. This is a small city, 150 people murdered in six months, 150 divided by six. Figure how much, how many people are dying per day in New Orleans, which, I mean, I don't know. There used to be some, some semblance of culture there. It's now a, uh, a, a, a sort of a, a a branch of hell. I so, I would like you, Mordechai. I know that uh, you didn't mention this as one of the topics you wanted to talk about, but I would like you to mention since you brought up the Biden visit, your take on his behavior and speeches here in Israel, as opposed to when he went to meet with Mahmoud Abbas and the Palestinian Authority, as opposed to Saudi Arabia. Well, look, nobody anywhere in the Middle East uh, really believes anything he says or really pays attention to anything. Well, I should, I should qualify that. I think 
uh, uh, Yair Lapid is probably stupid enough to actually believe him. But nobody else actually believes anything he says. Uh, um, uh, so his exact phraseology or lack of their lack thereof is not really all that important. If he shakes hands or bumps fists or whatever the heck he's doing for the for the moment, I, I, nobody really cares about that. I mean, that's that's that really is utter nonsense. Even if um, uh, the folks at uh, uh, Fox News go on about the fist bumping for the past six hours or whatever, how much they talk about such stupidities. Um, it just doesn't matter. Now look, Biden left the Middle East within 24 hours. He broke the most basic promise that he made while he was here. It didn't even take him a day. While he was here, in his closing speech in, in, in Jeddah, he talked about how important the, uh, the uh, uh, framework, a joint framework against Iran was. He went back to, uh, to, the, to the excited states and immediately reached, uh, uh, released a, a statement about the, uh, 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 the new Iran deal that's coming along, which is basically much, much less than the original Iran deal, which is a moronic deal to begin with. So I don't know exactly what you want me to say about him other than the fact that probably the the, the the most poignant thing anybody can say about Biden and his visit to the Middle East is what used to be called when I was young a Bronx cheer. People even know what that is today? I don't know. I'm not sure I, that... I, I've heard that before, uh, but explain it to the to our listeners who are younger. <laughs> Listen, I want to say something about uh, his uh, the, the, this what he said in uh, in the Palestinian Authority occupied Israel <laughs> by the Arabs, Arab occupied Israel. Um, that uh, he was saying that you know their struggle reminds him of his Irish heritage. I, these are not the exact words he said. I encourage people to go see the exact wording he said. That uh, they had to, uh, basically, the, he knows what it's like to be um, occupied, basically, by another entity. And, and he's talking about Ireland with Britain. And that they should move their, basically, he's saying that they should move their struggle along. And to me, that says more terrorism, because that's been there. They have been fighting uh, to destroy Israel with through terrorism, and I just think it was really horrid, not surprising at all, but perhaps surprising to left left wingers and people who believe that the Democrats today at least are friends of Israel or whatever but I, I just think it was disgusting, and I just wish that our leadership here in Israel had more backbone and self respect and uh, and answered him. I think you missed the, the, the most basic aspect of that. Um, he went to a hospital there to make that statement. Now, we need to understand there are eight hospitals in the, in the um, uh, uh, Palestinian Authority that are owned and operated by the, the Roman Catholic Church. All of these hospitals implement dutifully strict apartheid. No Jew is allowed in them neither as a patient, nor as a supplier, nor as an employee. And it is strictly apartheid by religion. 
So that's where he made this statement. So why do you? Why would you expect uh, 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 a statement made from a bastion of of apart apartheid, real apartheid, not the not the lies that are pre- presented by 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 the by the West uh, by the uh, uh, left wing media against Israel, where there is no apartheid, where any Arab can go to any hospital here in the country, and any, they do. Arab, whether they be Christian or Jews or Muslim or mm-hmm. or Buddhist or chartreuse with pink polka dots. Right. All right, let's hold it right there because we have to go to another break. We're going to be right back, everybody. Don't go anywhere. Hi, I'm Rabbi David Aaron. The soul basics are the most profound, the most essential, and yet often the most neglected in our education. Join me for Soul Talk on Israel's News Talk Radio and discover the secrets to love, spiritual growth, and personal power. We are back here at the Tamar Yona Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com, and we are speaking with Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. He commentates on Mideast and world issues. And uh, let's turn our focus now towards Russia. Uh, the war between Russia and Ukraine is still going on. Um, interestingly so, Russia has actually, their economy has improved from this. The ruble has become stronger. And you wanted to talk about Russia's current account soars. Well, Russia's current account has soared by approximately $100 billion since the war began. In other words, again, I've said this before and I'll say it again, everything that Biden and his cohorts have done to so-called sanction Russia has been for the benefit of Russia and China and Iran and have not benefited the American taxpayer, but has been to their detriment. Um uh, 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 people are talking about the Russia is Russia is actually pumping more oil and gas now than they were previously before the war, despite the uh, uh, so-called embargo um, uh, uh, by the by the Europeans and by the by the United States, which didn't work to begin with. And so people are talking about well, the Russians are selling at a discount. That's why they're selling more. Well, so people should be aware the discount is four dollars and thirty-five cents. I checked. That's the whole discount, $4.35. Now, you know, when, when the price of oil has gone up uh, as much as it has, really, folks, $4 and a third really doesn't make that big a difference to anybody. Not, big, not much of a thing. The U.S. economy, on the other hand, has lost $15 trillion since the war began. And they're not, so supposedly they're not at war. The financial system of the West is only as strong 
as the ability to force people to use the dollar as their reserve currency. If the dollar is too strong, then the debt system begins to unravel. That's what's happening with the Federal Reserve. Are they going to raise things by 75 basis points or 100 basis points? Frankly, they should raise it by 500 basis points if they want to do anything about inflation. But they won't do that because if they raise it too strongly, too quickly, no one can pay their debts, particularly not the United States. Remember, the United States has been in a situation for the past two decades where basically they're taking loans from the world and paying them back with devalued dollars by, by them simply printing massive quantities of dollars um, that have no basis in, in real facts, in, economic, in, 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 in economics. And most of the people in the world today have said, enough, we're not interested anymore. So the dollar is uh, 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 very strong right now, which hurts American export uh, sales. But on the other hand, many other alternate currencies have suddenly begun to be used as exchange currencies, where in the past it was, it was uh, strictly limited to the dollar. So we see that there are uh, um, uh, 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 Saudis are selling oil to the Chinese for yuan. Um, uh, um, uh, Russians are selling oil for uh, rubles. Um, and a lot of other currencies, uh, India, India's currency, uh, and et cetera, et cetera, many other currencies are suddenly starting to gain momentum that they never had before the shenanigans of the Bidenites. Um, and this is important because as soon as the world sees that, hey, wait a minute, um, the U.S. government is selling treasury bonds, in other words, asking for a loan, selling treasury bonds, and then they're inflating their currency. Wait a minute, but for the past 18 months, each month and every month, the demand for treasury bonds has gone down. In other words, the United States can no longer take the loans from other people that they have been taking in order to finance their uh, uh, economic shenanigans. Nobody trusts the American dollar anymore. Fiat currencies have one basis. That one basis is trust. Fiat currencies, the concept means these are currencies that are based upon trust as opposed to the dollar before Nixon, which was based upon gold or anything else. And let me give you a case in point so people can understand what it is we're really talking about here, okay. that nobody trusts these things anymore. The EU, people uh, are sometimes not terribly happy that I call the Europeans uh, a continent of parasites. Let me give you an example of what parasites really means. They agitated for the, for since the war began about the, the ability of the Ukraine to export their grain because the poor Africans were starving to death, which is true. And so they finally came up with a system to allow the Ukrainian grain to be shipped to Africa via European countries, to four European countries. Well, what happened was they received the grain and then decided, well, the, 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 the poor Africans aren't really important anymore and they're feeding the grains to their animals. 
because animals, of course, are more important than these funny-looking, dark-skinned people. That's European parasites. So no one, no one in the world anymore trusts the West, neither the United States nor Western European countries. They, their word is meaningless. They ha nobody trusts them. Nobody believes them. Nobody believes in them. Victor Davis Hansen, uh, as some people may be aware, one of my, my favorite um, uh, uh, historians, has recently said, anytime a society has a hatred of the middle class, it is in an end stage of development. Now, that society mm. is in an end stage of development. The middle class in the United States and in all Western European countries is shrinking rapidly. We're talking about people going into poverty. Tens of millions of people in the United States and in Europe have moved from the middle class to abject poverty. Over 10 million people in the United States alone that have jobs, many of them more than one job, have been deprived of their homes and are now homeless. This is unbelievable that a country as rich as the United States has millions of homeless people. People that have reasonable jobs that are employed, that are working for a living, and they cannot feed their families or, 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 or maintain a, a, a reasonable standard of living by any, by any level of, of reason. Western democracies are unreliable and fickle, again. All of the international agreements involving abdication of strategic assets in exchange for vague assurances are not and never have been worth anything. That's Israel's major problem. They keep on coming to us and saying, well, we'll protect you. You know, you can, you can make a deal with, uh, your, with your enemies and we will stand behind you. In 1956, um, the American government made such a deal with Israel, and Israel uh, uh, left the Sinai Peninsula that, that we had taken from, uh, from, from Egypt. And in 1967, when Egypt threatened us with war and closed the Straits of Tehran, our prime minister went to then-president of the United States, Johnson, and said, well, here's the agreement. You agreed to uh, 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 protect us in the case of, of Egypt attacking us again. And Johnson's comment was, the State Department claims that they lost the paper. So, in, in essence, we've learned that the guarantees are not guarantees. That's what I've been saying. Yes. No, the, the guarantees to us were no more of value than the guarantees that they made to the Ukraine. And, and we, yes, and exactly. I was just going to say that. That, that they would never, that they would never protect them, and, and so they would give up their nuclear weapons. I was just going to say that. Excellent point. Right. No, you're, no country in the world today accepts the guarantees or the promises of any Western country, the United States or Western Europe, as being of any value, whatever, for anything. And that's very important. I mean, I mentioned before that he went to Saudi and he claimed that, that they stand up for human rights. They'll stand up for the human rights for one person, but 
tens of thousands are dying in their own country they don't stand up for? They don't care? Andrew Clavin, another interesting intellectual. <clears throat> There's a fundamental difference between a country where evil is done, which is every country, and a country that established evil as a right. Because when you say that evil is a right, you effectively dehumanize the class of people to whom that evil is done. So we're running low on time. Uh, let, let's segue from that statement that you just said to the idea of societal hatred of its own. Well, that's not exactly. That's basically what I'm talking about. If you if you sanction evil, if you condone evil, if you say that evil is reasonable. How can it be that in a city like New Orleans with 380,000 people and 145 murders in, in, in six months? How can it be that in a time when um, uh, 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 the United States is spending on their defense more than the next nine countries put together? Next nine countries, these will include countries like Russia and China and you and the uh, and, and United Kingdom and Japan. Spending more than all of them put together, and the United States is totally lawless. Hundreds and thousands of uh, of people that are uh, 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 guilty of of terrible offenses, of rape, murder, uh, uh, of all sorts of terrible crimes, are released because the the prosecutors, people I suppose like. Uh, 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 Kathleen Kamala, 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 Kamala whatever, whatever her, Kamala. Uh, her name actually is, Kakler in chief, in short, um, they simply release them without, without, without the, even bothering to put them in jail. They go, they, they kill people, they go back on the street. They rob, they go back in the street. They beat people up and they go back in the street. They rape and they go back in the street. How is it possible that the, 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 fiasco at the southern border of the United States is so clear for everybody to see that uh, 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 Ted Cruz was just there. Uh, I saw a report this morning. He was just there. He found two seven-year-old girls, seven-year-old, who had been sexually, repeatedly sexually assaulted. Sexually assaulted. That means they were raped at seven years old by the, by the gangs that are bringing drugs and fentanyl and weapons into the United States for these criminal gangs. It's a lack of value for, for, for human life and the sacredness of, uh, of being a human being. It's just terrible. It's evil. And it, and it has to be put to a stop. And, and well, again, if you, it's, it's like, it's like what I just quoted from Andrew Clavin. If evil is established as a right, then you're basically dehumanizing the, the victims. They're not humans anymore. You, it's, it's okay. You can do that. Because evil is a right. To the haves and have-nots, and the haves do whatever they want. Well, it's not only the haves. I mean, these, these people that come in, the tens, uh, tens and hundreds of thousands of people that come in via these, these criminal gangs in, 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 in Latin America that are being, uh, 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 frankly... Condoned and aided by Obama, they were by uh, Obama supplied them with weapons. I mean, uh, Biden, we haven't heard of him supplying weapons, but 
He's certainly supplying them with tens of billions of dollars in, in income. These people are 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 criminals. They're coming. I mean, certainly there are some people that are that are just uh, uh, poor people looking for a better life. But that's not the that's not the vast majority of them. The 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 inhuman way that these people are treated on the on the way. I mean, aside from the fact that, as I've said, as I've mentioned several times before, hundreds of thousands die on the on on, on the way there. Right. Okay. Anything else? Okay, let's let's just end up with a couple of little, very uh, uh, short items from so-called gender ideology. Um, uh, 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 someone, uh, uh, a filmmaker, asked a uh, uh, a female. You're not allowed to say female, but I will anyway. A female professor of gender ideology. Um, what is a woman? And her answer was, and I'm quoting. Some women have a penis and some men have a vagina. This is a professor at a university, at a real university, and this is what she teaches her students. In Norway right now, a, a, a um, well-known Norwegian feminist is facing three years in prison because she said publicly that men cannot be lesbians. Stop the world, I want to get off. Yep. That's where we are. That's where we are. It's like right the time period right before the flood. <laughs> and if you notice, there's a lot of floods around the world going on right now. Oh, yes. That is very, <laughs> very true. All right. So I guess we'll wrap it up here then. Dr. Mordechai Ben Menachem, I want to thank you so much for being on the show today and letting us know what's going on and setting us straight. And again, everyone's allowed to have their own opinion on things. We're always interested and we have, we give you the freedom to be able to feel how you feel from your experiences. That's, that's all good. That's and what, as I've said more and more times than I can, than I can possibly remember, if I'm wrong, let me know. I want to learn. That's what I do. All right. Sounds good. Thank you, everybody, for being with us. You've been listening to the Tamar Yono Show here at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. You think you can get real news about Israel from major news sources located far away from Israel? Think again. Get it from the source. Israel News Talk Radio, straight up from Israel. Israel News Talk Radio, straight talk from Israel. If you love Israel News Talk Radio, then you'll love our Facebook page. We keep you up to date on what's happening in Israel, plus little surprise treasures that we don't share on the radio. Go now to follow us on Facebook. Just look for the Israel News Talk Radio Facebook page. And don't forget to subscribe and follow us by clicking on the like button. We post great stuff there that you'll want to share. Israel News Talk Radio on Facebook and Israel News Radio on Twitter. If you're hearing this message, everyone else can too. Advertise with Israel News Talk Radio and get your message out to people. We'll build a personalized package for you. Contact advertising at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Straight talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. 
Hey, this is Jake in Anchorage, Alaska, and I love listening to all the super interesting interviews and up-to-date information on what's happening in Israel. Hello, this is Anna King, originally from London, now living in Israel. And what can I say? Israel News Talk Radio is my cup of tea. My name is Bhaskar. I'm from India. And I love listening because you get to know the truth and wonderful voices from this lovely country. Mom! Okay, wait a minute. Hi, this is Chava Dax, and I'm calling for the rolling hills of Malaya Dumim, just north of Jerusalem. I always listen to Israel News Talk Radio to get all the latest news and commentary and to keep me up to date every day. This is Sarah Dax from Malaya Dumim, and I'm 12. I wish Israel News Talk Radio was boring so my mom wouldn't listen to it all the time. Mom! You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. News, opinion, and more. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio.